Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Having a Disney craving you can't fill? Welcome back, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. This is the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Welcome back to our month of Star Wars. Oh, boy. Plug your ears. (laughs) I contained myself. I contained it. (laughs) So we have dived into the history. We have discussed the flagship, A New Hope. And today we are talking the movie that shocked fans literally around the world. Like this movie shocked all the Star Wars fans. You probably already know why, but I'm not going to say it until we talk about it. So we are talking about Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, the second episode. Before we get into it. I waited until we started recording. So I have now watched all of the Star Wars movies that there are. All of them. The Disney ones, the prequels, all of them. So you're like fully immersed. And we're we are probably like two or three episodes to be done with the Mandalorian at this point. Nice. But I was like, I'm not gonna tell Ashley any of this. (laughs) Because I wanted to see what she was gonna do. She's going to cry on the podcast because of that. It's <laughs> an emotional podcast. moment. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch the prequels. Oh, bless they you, were... child. Bless you. Yeah, we can I, really I, talk about I, it. I did see you post a freeze frame from the prequels on the Pixie Dust Facebook page. It's so. just, yeah, it's just. Which one did you post? I think it might have been in the background of something I posted. Okay. Uh, I, I, oh, I know yes, I recognize yes. the scene because I recognize yes. the line. Yeah, it was something I posted and it was like in the background. And I was oh, just I like, didn't does anybody know what this is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. And if you had seen that, you would have known I was watching the prequels. But I didn't. So I'm glad I didn't see it. So we mm-hmm. could we could have this moment. I actually did watch, I watched the, oh my goodness, the Phantom Menace 
and half of the next one. What is the next Attack one? Of the Attack clones. of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I left off when Anakin and Padme were on the way to her lake country area. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I need to be done with him. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm done. It was a beautiful scene, though. Yeah. I, I know, but I, I think I was going to bed and I didn't want to like listen to it as I fell asleep where I would not have fallen asleep. <laughs> So, yeah. But, oh, I'm so proud. There you go. And Pixie Dessers, you can tell, I was going to reintroduce him, but Sammy gave us our greatness. Dan is with us again. Oh, yes. And he will be with us for this episode and the last episode. Yeah, buddy. So that is fun. And, yeah, so let's jump into Empire Strikes Back. Let's do it. So the synopsis of it, if you haven't watched Empire Strikes Back in a while or if you haven't watched it, which if you haven't, again, like I said last episode, pause, go watch it, then come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Rebellion is still running from the Empire and they just can't seem to get away. Luke travels to meet a mysterious Jedi Master and Han and Leia make it to a cloud city, but the Empire is not far behind. I don't know. I'm thinking of like, yeah, um, (laughs) ominous ominous music. music. Mm. Yeah, the Imperial March right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Empire Strikes Back is one of those movies that pretty much, I mean, spoiler alert, the bad guys kind of win in this episode of this of the trilogy. Literally, they do. They strike back and they strike hard and it hurts. No but mercy. over, what are you going to say, Dan? No, I, I said no mercy. I was bringing the karate yeah. kid quote in there. So. No, no mercy. This movie did absolutely fantastic. I don't have the breakdown, but over all of time, the original, the re-release, everything, it has done $550.9 million up until this point. So it, I know this is a favorite of a lot of Star Wars fans. I know it's my brother's favorite. It's my favorite. I, Dan's favorite. There's just something about this one in the series that is just absolutely fantastic. But before we get into why it's Dan's favorite and the stuff that me and Sammy like about it, let's talk about some behind the scenes. So we're going to talk about the spoiler of what shocked fans around the world right away because this is the this story makes me laugh every time I hear it. Mark Hamill, I was listening to one of his interviews, and he told this story that when this movie came around, he was given the script for it, and when he read it, he was in shock he read that Darth Vader is dun 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 Luke's father only Mark George Lucas and the director Irvin thank you knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father James Earl Jones didn't even know like he knew the line but he had the line but he didn't understand what the line was for they didn't tell him they thought it was for a different part so pretty much they told mark and they're like okay so now if it leaks we know where it came from because you know we're not going to say anything and mark's like oh no (laughs) i have to hold the biggest secret in the world for like years i don't know how long it took but it looked a long time so apparently at the premiere when it finally happened Harrison was sitting in front of Mark and he turned around and I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep myself because Harrison has a horrible mouth. He said, You didn't bleeping tell me that, <laughs> except he did it in his Harrison voice. <laughs> and was just like apparently really that. Yeah. 
And Mark's like, I, uh, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. But it always makes me laugh. I wish I could do a Harrison voice because Mark Hamill does it so well. And it's just so funny. If you ever like search a search for an interview with Mark Hamill, like it's a more recent one. He'll tell that story. It's so cool. Did you guys know that. that he was... Dan, have you ever heard that story? I had heard it differently. The one I, because this is actually in the documentary from yeah, last night. Yeah, I was going to say they talk about it in the documentary. Okay. Yeah. So what I had heard was it was Lucas Kirshner and one of the producers who knew. Mark Hamill okay. didn't even know until the scene right before they filmed it. So Kirshner basically pulls him aside. And in the script, it was originally Obi-Wan killed your father. Mm-hmm. So that was what David Prowse was, you know, saying, and he was doing all the hand movements and all that. And all that, that's the only thing that was being recorded. So then they tell Mark, like, literally moments before they were shooting, and he's, like, he couldn't contain himself, like, with the shock. So, yeah, it's, it's probably just one of those things where it's, like, just rumors, you know, things right. change and yeah. how people remember it. It, it might have been right before. I might be remembering that wrong, but that sounds, mm. that sounds about right. Yeah. That lines up with what I remember Mark saying. Okay. So it might have been like right before. I I have a vague memory of him saying it was earlier, but I mean, Mark itself, yeah. he's old. He might not remember all the details. <laughs> I mean, we're talking four decades. Like. Uh, yeah. Been a while. yeah. All we know is that he, him and a couple other people knew and right. did it and he had to keep the secret. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember he did mention the line that they said Obi-Wan killed your mm-hmm. father. So mm-hmm. James Earl Jones had both of the lines, not know thinking that the Obi-Wan killed your father was that and then the I am your father was for something totally different. So James mm-hmm. Earl Jones had no idea. But I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. Poor oh, yeah. poor Mark having to keep that secret. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be so difficult. I don't I even think so. he was able to tell his wife. Yeah, I, I- I just, I have no idea about that one, but yeah, he probably wasn't supposed to. Yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. I am your father. Oh my goodness. Okay, so some other fun things. Let's talk about George Lucas's studio. So, in order to avoid sharing creative rights, George Lucas decided to avoid using a major studio to finance the movie. Mm-hmm. Instead, he bankrolled the eighteen mil per production himself using a combination of his profits from a new hope and a bank loan although the move is risky it paid off several times over lucas recovered his investment within only three months of the movie's release then he showed gratitude far beyond the hollywood norm by sharing the profits with his employees Mm -hmm. nearly five million dollars in bonuses i want to work for lucas yeah (laughs) i know right that's amazing That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's literally crazy. So cool. Okay, so this was, I thought this was fun. Mark Hamill had to bang his head 16 times on the ceiling of Yoda's hut before director Kirshner was satisfied with the scene. Mm -hmm. He had to physically bang his head multiple times over. (laughs) That would hurt. Yeah, a little bit. I would think so. That hut is so tiny. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, I don't know how he's able to move around in that. I was... Oh. It was a puppet. It was little Yoda. I should yeah. have my little Stitch Yoda. I have a little Stitch Yoda. Oh, <laughs> did I buy that for you? You bought that for me. I did buy that for you. I was just like, wait, Jeez. I said that, but I think I bought it for you. <laughs> you did. Gosh, so mean. <laughs> but of course you have it because I bought it for you. There you go. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, like the cool thing about learning about how many times you had to hit his head 
it's one or two down, but with the exception being a sucked out of the Cloud City window, like towards the end of there, he did all his own stunts, mm-hmm. Hamilton, wow. which is pretty cool because there's a lot of different things that he had to do mm-hmm. with flipping and running around, especially in the jungle with mm-hmm. Yoda. That had to be interesting to film. Did they talk mm-hmm. about that in the in the documentary at all with like Yoda on his back? And it, like Yoda's talking during yeah. some of it. It was really draining for him because he was literally the only person, the only actor on set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because okay. the, the way it worked is that they built the Dagobah set. It was actually filmed in a studio. Okay. So the set was built like five, like four or five feet off the ground. So Frank Oz could go underneath the set and stick Yoda up through like holes. So they would kind of have right. to pre-arrange the, where he would move, like on little mm-hmm. tracks and stuff. So Mark Hamill couldn't hear Frank Oz. And Frank Oz couldn't hear about, so they had to talk mm-hmm. through earpieces. And then Kirshner and the crew, they were like all the way on the other side of like the, the kind of bog area. So mm-hmm. for several months, it was pretty much just him having to react to elements, basically. Mm-hmm. So it got really, it was really, it got really kind of lonely for him after a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did a good job at it, but yeah. it was draining for him for sure. Okay. Well, this, then one of the other behind the scenes things I found makes more sense. Apparently when Mark Hamill was having trouble during a lot of those scenes at Dagobah, Frank Oz would bring out Miss Piggy to make him laugh. I believe, yeah. Oh, that's like, so Miss Piggy would all of a sudden show up. I love it. Oh, which apparently Jim Henson was given, was given the role of Yoda, like a chance to be Yoda right. before oh. Frank. And mm-hmm. Jim turned him down because he was working on the Muppets caper during that mm-hmm. time. Then he was so too that's busy. when Frank took. Yeah, that's when Frank took it, mm-hmm. which I found yeah. cool, like a little Muppet Star Wars in her mix. We're about mm-hmm. to do a, su- a Muppet summer next month, so <laughs> your tie-in. Yeah, we have our little yeah. tie-in previews. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that was all the Dagobah ones. I also found this one interesting when they were shooting in the, going back to Hoth at the beginning of the movie, when he gets caught by the monster. I don't know what the monster's called. Snow monster, whatever. Is there a name to it? I'm sure there is. I forget what it is. I have no idea. When they were shooting him getting his lightsaber, like to come out of the snow, they actually had to shoot it backwards. So he would have the lightsaber and he'd have to throw it. Mm-hmm. and like get it into the snow and mm-hmm. how they would then like make it they would like roll it in reverse when they put it through the film so i thought that was a cool thing like mm-hmm. just think, looking behind the scenes on how they had to do that sort of thing to yeah. get the shots that they need makes sense yeah. yeah especially before we had some of the technology we have because there's probably like wire technology that they could like pull it out now mm-hmm. or or do something different but yeah mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't have looked nearly as cool though Probably yeah, they not. might have filmed it exactly the same way, honestly. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I would have. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, I haven't read this one. Okay, this is a long one. To preserve the dramatic opening of Star Wars movies. So the dramatic opening, for those of you who don't remember us talking about it, it's The Crawl. Mm-hmm. It's where they kind of see it in the beginning. We didn't talk about this in the last episode. I, I honestly, like, I didn't even notice this until I read this behind the scenes thing. So if you watch movies, especially like early 2000s and before, there's always some, there's always credits at the beginning. Always Mm -hmm. credits at the beginning to everything. But it never occurred to me that Star Wars has no credits at the beginning. It just Mm -hmm. didn't dawn on me. So to preserve the fact that he didn't have to have credits at the beginning, 
the Writers Guild and Directors Guild had begrudgingly allowed it on A New Hope because the movie wasn't expected to be very successful because, you know, George was doing his own thing, so they thought it wasn't going to happen. They resented the trend before continuing on this movie. First, they tried to pull Empire Strikes Back from release, but they were unsuccessful. Then they fined Lucas heavily and tried to find Kirshner, but Lucas paid all the fines himself, nearly $250,000 in fines because he didn't want to have credits at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Lucas then bitterly dropped his membership in the Writers Guild, Directors Guild, and the Motion Picture Association of America, mm -hmm. a move that has hindered his hiring choices on later movies. Mm -hmm. So literally just because he didn't want to put credits at the beginning, which mm -hmm. if you watch any movie nowadays, you really don't have credits at the beginning mm -hmm. the way that they used to. Mm -hmm. it, it hurt him. And I, I'm kind of mad at Hollywood for that. Like when I read that, I'm like, are you kidding me? The Hollywood politics are absolutely brutal. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so rough. It's very true. Yeah. So dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had one of the main producers at 20th Century Fox actually quit his job over that. It was, wow. I, I have his name, it was Alan something. Alan, where did I, where did I put it down? Anyway, one of the co-producers, or one of the main producers, yeah. who pretty much is, is the worst responsible for getting Star Wars right. on screen in the, in the first one. Yeah. He had this huge falling out with the producers at 20th Century Fox, just absolutely just blew up and when this all went down, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, this mm -hmm. guy knows what he's doing. He's making you yeah. money. You're just bitter because he's not doing it your way. Like, yep. I'm out of here. Wow. So it was, it was rough. Yeah. Ugh, Hollywood. Dumb Hollywood. Exactly. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, even though it's hurt his hiring choices, he still has these um, this amazing, amazing franchise that he's still like his name is still attached to it even though disney's doing it mm -hmm. it's still lucas films right. so ha ha hollywood dum dums <laughs> and now everyone's copying him so it's like he won and you know i know the he's, initial outcome at the end he yeah. started the trends mm -hmm. yeah. oh lucas is a trendsetter he, he didn't is. need to be a trendsetter he <laughs> to be a rebel <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean everything we do today movie wise can all be attributed to him I mean, yeah, pretty much everything. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, even like not like the behind the scenes, like nonlinear editing, like Premiere mm -hmm. and all the, that stuff. He invented that. He helped mm -hmm. to perfect that, you know, nonlinear editing. So, and that's just like yeah. one of the billions of things that he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He did so much. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, going along with Hollywood, George Lucas, one of his goals was sorry, goals in doing a sequel was to become financially independent from Hollywood and he succeeded in his goal with this movie, even with having to pay them fines and, mm -hmm. and all the things. So this movie was the one to make him financially independent as he moved on, which was, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Last two things for behind the scenes, the sound of Darth Vader's meditation chamber. So that chamber where he's like, looks like a big old black yeah. mouth. Yeah. Opening is reportedly a recording of a whole block of Alcatraz cell door slamming shut. I never knew that. Interesting. That's cool. I believe it, but I never heard that. It's before. creepy. It's creepy yeah. is what it is. But that was what creepy. came to my head. So <laughs> yeah. it makes crazy, sense. But okay. I, I read that. I'm like, that makes so <sighs> much sense. Yeah. This is why Darth Vader is so creepy. It's just, and this, okay, side note. Darth Vader... It, 
he's one of our most iconic villains ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because of his demeanor, but it's his demeanor. It's the music that they put along with him. Mm-hmm. It's like sound effects like this. It's mm-hmm. like George did this whole package that literally he just has to enter a room and you might quiver a little bit yeah, and yeah. lose it. You're like, yeah. uh, I, I don't, I don't know about you. You, mm-hmm. you stay over there. So yeah, I. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you say that because, like, the fact that he's so iconic, it literally takes three people to bring this character to life, regardless of who he's doing. You know, you have one person who has to play Anakin, you know, the, the personhood of who he is. Right. Then you have another person who has to do the body movements. So you have David Prowse, or later you have another guy who was a bodybuilder who did that. And then the voice, James mm-hmm. Earl Jones. Like, you literally can't do have one person play him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how much weight this sure. character carries. Oh my gosh, so much weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I know we're not talking about prequels, but it mm-hmm. still weirds me out to this day that it's Hayden Christensen. Technically, two people played Anakin, so it took mm-hmm. more yeah. than four. Then there's four people. You had four. Yeah, little Anakin, yeah, big Anakin, little Annie, right. yeah. Jake Lloyd, grown up Anakin, Hayden Christensen, Jack- Matt Lanter, yep. and Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, yeah, but just thinking Hayden Christensen becoming—it's still weird to me. Mm-mm. Like, it's just a weird transition to me. Because he's a pretty boy. That's the thing. Like, in my head, Anakin was never a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Hayden is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's... He wasn't pretty after he was with... burned. No. I guess no, he not. was not. No. Yeah. No, he was not. Yeah. But I don't know. He's Well, you gotta remember, he's also the father of Luke. And he was a... Luke was a pretty, pretty good looking guy, at least in the first one. But he could have gotten his looks from his mother. True. His mother is very beautiful. His mother was yes. gorgeous. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. She oh, was my no. she's my Star Wars crush. I get it. I love yeah. Natalie. Oh, Natalie Portman. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, every, everyone says like you know I was in love with Leia. I was never in love with Leia, but Padme gotcha. that was that was my crush. I can understand. And that. she she yeah. is beautiful. But yeah, I I don't know. And I would I would have never thought of like him as ugly, but I I don't more know rugged. More like, rugged. Yeah, more yeah. like a rugged handsome. Not yes. A, not a pretty that. boy. Hayden just no. Like it just it just was weird. I didn't know. I was not a fan of that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people aren't, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. Yeah. He was a, he was actually played a lot more ruggedly in the Clone Wars. I mentioned the Clone Wars before. Yeah. The the TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Lanter played him with what you're describing, like a little more world weary, a little harder, a little darker. Mm-hmm. That sounds better. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's why I like the Clone Wars. It's it's good. Matthew does a good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh my goodness. Okay, last behind the scenes thing. One of the most iconic, well, second iconic scene in this movie is of course Han and Leia. We all feel it. We all know there's the the romantic tension going on. But Han Solo is about to be frozen, and Princess Leia, of course, says, "I love you." The original script, if you did not know, Han or Han ha. Han Solo was supposed to say, just remember that, Leia, because I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a horrible line. Just It's very point. long. <laughs> very long. I don't like it. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Han. It doesn't sound like him at all. Mm-hmm. But at this time, filming Harrison wasn't entirely certain. He did want to come back for a third movie. There is a recurring legend that his line, I know, was ad-libbed. Someone mm-hmm. also said that they think Harrison talked to George Lucas before he did it. No one really knows for sure, unless we know Harrison did an interview saying yay or nay on this. Didn't they say in the documentary that it was ad-libbed? 
Okay. They did say that, yeah. Yeah, okay. And they, they must have revised that too because there was another version of the script where the line was just, I love you too, where he just responds I've heard that about that one to too. that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Harrison wasn't happy with it. Kirshner wasn't happy with it. So Kirshner's like, you know what? Just, you need to take after take after take. And then he was like, you know what? Don't think about it. Just go. And then he just did what first thing that he thought of. Mm -hmm. That so, makes more sense. Yeah. But it does. It sounds more like, Han, like that line, yeah. just remember that Leia because I'll be back. That's not, no, that's not. It's Han a Solo, plucky yeah. cartoonish version of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I love you too. Han Solo doesn't say yeah. I love you too. There's no Please. sentimentalist. Come on. He's not mm -hmm. sentimental. He is the realistic realism guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the I know is like the best, probably one of the most iconic quotes to me yeah. in this whole franchise. Is, mm -hmm. uh, I love you. I know. I love you. I know. I'm glad Harrison came back. I know he wasn't too keen on coming back at first, but I'm glad he came back for a third yeah. movie. I think mm -hmm. it ended the the trilogy very, very well. And we'll talk more about that one mm -hmm. next. But mm -hmm. he does get frozen in carbonite for those of you who haven't watched it yet. We're just going to spoil the whole movie. Spoilers! I already spoiled Darth Vader being Luke. Oh, if you don't know it by now, it's like, Luke's it's your own fault. Let's see. Yeah. The Okay, the week this episode comes out is actually the 41st anniversary of this movie. So <gasps> wow. I feel like you don't need to say spoilers because seriously, nah. it's been no. 41 it's been years. 41 years. Yeah, so we're good. <laughs> Even if you haven't watched the movie, you know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Everybody just, knows. Everyone like... knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, what was I watching? I was watching... A, t a Disney TV show yesterday. You know how we talked about how there's Star Wars references in everything, like mm -hmm. in the history episode? Mm -hmm. There was a Star Wars reference. I'm like, ha, there's one show. Like, I can, I know. Out of it. how many? 300 and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it was just one of those things, like, we recently talked about it and yeah. then it happened. I'm like, ha! Do you there know you what are. show it was? I think it was a, it, it's a newer Disney TV channel show. Uh, okay, I got you. So I believe it's, K it's Casey Undercover with Zendaya. I don't know that one. I like it. Zendaya is awesome. She's an That's undercover. Cool. She's an undercover teen spy, and nice. she's pretty ba. Okay. For for a Disney Channel show. I dig it. I dig mm -hmm. it. All right. Those are all the behind the scenes that I have. Do either of you have any that you wanted to share? I don't know if you have any that I missed. Uh, do you want to go, Sammy? Or I have a bunch, so I don't know if you want to no, go. No, go ahead, because or... I don't think I have um, anything behind the scenes. I just have a bunch of nonsense in my notes. So I think I... <laughs> okay. it's Star Wars. It's not nonsense. It's you know, No, my notes a... are nonsense. You'll just wait. Just wait. <laughs> okay. Some of the ones were similar to what you already mentioned, but the one that I thought, there's a couple that are really funny. So the one is when they were filming the Hoth scene, right? So they had to go to, I think it was Norway somewhere, mm -hmm. okay. and just adverse red just horrible weather conditions i mean it was like 20 below it was like 18 inches of snow it was just you know it's like the opposite of tattooing they go from extreme heat to extreme cold mm -hmm. so the next morning when they were filming one of the scenes where luke was out you know running in the snow mm -hmm. kirshner couldn't leave his hotel room oh yeah mm -hmm. because yeah yeah if you saw that, it's weird because like a whole snowstorm had blown <gasps> this wall of snow up, up against the door so oh, they couldn't go out into the snow to film so what they had to do they opened the door put the camera right in the door and shot out from there. And then all the crew, they're nice and warm and toasty and happy inside the hotel. Mark Hamill, poor guy, has to go all the way out by himself, way in the distance and run away from like a snow creature. So he's freezing his butt off. Everyone else is just, hey, we're good, this is great. Just yeah. hanging out, you know. Hanging out, yeah. 
It's a good time. I forgot about that. That wasn't the yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Hamill did not have fun filming this movie. No. Poor kid, man. No. Poor it's man. Like, <laughs> the man wasn't even acting when he was like, Ben, like I guarantee he was probably actually dying. He's like, probably please, can I go inside now? Right. So, oh, poor Mark. It was that was rough. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so there's that story, and then there's another one. Frank Oz. Okay, get this. Frank Oz broke Yoda. He what broke Yoda. Broke Yoda. So they're designing him, right? Stuart uh -huh. Freeborn, who was the designer, he was you know modeling. He you know he put a lot of effort in, into Yoda. He basically modeled Yoda after himself, like his mm -hmm. his face and his likeness, uh -huh. and a photograph of Albert Einstein. So okay. he was you know, and they were under the gun, and they're very you know intense pressure very very a lot of pressure and he's just very focused very intense very you know got to get this done got to get this done and <laughs> frank oz is you know hanging out with him and oh, he picks the head up and they're kind of talking kind of playing with it and he drops him and cracks his head right open mm -hmm. so they're already under the pressure and he breaks the pie it's his fault he breaks the and stuart freeborn just looks like I need a drink. <laughs> so, well, didn't, weren't they saying too that Frank Oz was kind of overseeing because he's like, oh, we're getting behind. You need to hurry up and get it done. Everything. And then he went and broke the stupid thing. Mm -hmm. And then he set them behind. <laughs> right. So it's like, I'm the one who screwed it up. Yeah. 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 It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And terrible. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's oh, rough. Oh, Frank. That's rough. Oops. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that's, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so there, so there's that one, and then the other one I have is a snake bit Mark Hamill. I did see something well, remember, about that. that. It was show. when he's taking the snake out of the the out of the X wing, really, mm -hmm. out of the X wing yeah. after they get it out, right? Uh huh. I'm, um, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he drops an F bomb when he did that too. <laughs> if you look probably. closely, <laughs> he's like he's like, oh, he bit me. Like he can almost yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that one on I when I was doing my research, but I didn't mm -hmm. put it in there. Apparently. He got bit a couple times from okay. what it said. Yeah. And George Lucas kept reassuring him that it wasn't poisonous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I'm well, like, I'm good. Not. Bye. <laughs> I'm no. done. Yeah. One bite. Stunt devil. Exactly. Stunt One devil. bite. And I would have been like, I'm not doing this again. I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I had to like take a breath for a second. Sammy, did you have, you said you didn't have any behind the scenes stuff no. you wanted mm -hmm. to share? No, okay, because I didn't write anything down while I watched the documentary. I just watched it. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's move to some of the favorite things that we have from this movie. So my suggestion is, Sammy, why don't we start with you? Okay. And then I'll go and then we'll let Dan, because I don't have much. I like it, but I have some things. And I feel mm -hmm. like Dan is about, like, has a love letter to produce for this <laughs> movie much, yeah. love letter so we'll let him we'll we'll do our thing and then we'll like give him like the rest of okay. the time to, that works <laughs> to, that works to say his love letter <laughs> i will say out of the trilogy i probably do like this one the best too oh, okay honestly i wouldn't say it's like my favorite movie but i'm not you know as into it as you guys so yeah. but it's I, I do like the, it best the best one by a lot of people yeah so. i it can is. see why for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so I have, like I said, I was just taking notes as I was watching the movie. And my first note was Hoth is terrible. And then I remembered in the documentary when they talked about how awful the weather conditions were. And I was just like, I hate snow. That's why I moved. And yeah, that would have been literally terrible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I wrote down that the probe droid from the Empire reminds me of 9i from the Timekeeper. I don't know if you can see that. I've never watched the Timekeeper. No, the Timekeeper is from the Magic Kingdom. 
come on now. I need you to dig down Timekeeper. in your, yes. When we were children, you don't remember the ride. It's not a ride. It's an attraction. It's where the monsters laugh show used to be. I don't think it was around when I came. Man, you were stuff now. That thing had been there forever, man. Where are you at? Yeah, I, I don't, if I went on Titankeeper, it was when I was like 18 months old and I don't remember it. Man, Robin Williams did the voice of the robot. I can't help it that my parents didn't take me back until 98. I thought it was still, maybe not. Apparently not. Or maybe my parents didn't even take it. Take us to it. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, you should Google it later. Okay, I will. I think it looks the same. And one of my favorite lines from the movie is I just as soon kiss a Wookiee. Cause I feel like that's something <laughs> I would say. Classic. <laughs> to be rude to someone. Classically, I just yeah. as soon kiss a Wookiee. Okay. The big things they write on their tauntauns, right? Did I yeah. get the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What, what the, those are terrible. They're noisy and they're not <laughs> cute and they look like they would smell bad. I'm with Han on that. I'm sure that they do stink. And and the Yeti thing, whatever, the snow monster, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just eat Luke? I have a big question. Why did it go to all the trouble to, like, hang him upside down? And do It was eating things? the Tauntaun first. So he was, like, the snack? He was is the snack. We are assuming. Luke okay. was the main course. Yeah. Tauntaun was the appetizer. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was just like, why didn't it just eat him? And so you said to prime him... the meat. I mean, you know, drain the blood and cook him. And you know what? <laughs> I did kind of think about it. I'm like, I guess if he's upside down, all the blood would rush to his head there. Maybe there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of I'm going sure there was a method direction. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of headed that way. Oh, and then of course, Han is still cracking a joke when he's put, literally putting Luke inside of the dead Tauntaun. And I said, WTF, because I can't, you know, yeah. Disney. <laughs> When he said, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I was just like, oh, why, Han? Why? But it made me laugh. You got to ease attention somehow. <laughs> yeah, and that's typical. It just it That's something typical. I would do right there in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the whole conversation between Leia and Han, when he says, well, princess, it looks like you managed to keep me here a while longer. And then she said, I had nothing to do with it. And does her whole little yeah. spiel. And then, of course, Han says, I think that's that's a good story. I think you just can't bear to let a gorgeous guy like me out of your sight. And then she says, I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. I just love it. <laughs> Everything she was saying to him, I'm like, this is just great. Mm-hmm. And then when Han turns to Chewie because he laughs, laugh it up, fuzzball. That's one of my favorite things that occurred in this movie, too. And then to go with the shirt that yeah. Ashley has already admired. That was one of my favorite okay. lines, too. Why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Yeah. Who's scruffy-looking? <laughs> really, Han? Okay. Why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Who's scruffy-looking? So all of that had me cracking up. I don't know if somebody was offended by that. Like, it's it's a good-looking thing to be scruffy, I think. <laughs> I know. I, that's, that's the thing that me. bothered him. Like, really? Yeah. Like, most people like <laughs> scruffy-looking so guys. Yeah. I mean, right. come on. And it fits. <laughs> okay. So from what I read, they didn't really decide that Luke and Leia were going to be brother and sister until the last movie. Is that right? I think I read that somewhere today. They were back and forth on that, that one. Okay. Because the Luke yeah. and Leia kissing always just weirds me out when I see it. Yeah. I, I think weirds they have a lot really of us. That. Yeah. I'm just like, why? Yeah. 
there uh, there is uh, an iconic picture that you can find like on Pinterest in a bunch of places of Luke and Leia. Well, Mark and Carrie's reaction when they find out that they're siblings. I was going to share it after we do Return of the Jedi. It's it's quite hilarious to see yes, their reaction. I can imagine because yeah, especially the kiss they had in this. I'm just like, oh, it just squicks me out. I'm just yeah. not a. It's not a sibling kiss. Uh-uh. A, no. no, it's super gross. Well, she was trying to make Han mad, and Luke was the only boy no, there. She didn't yeah. know. I know she didn't know. It's not her fault, but ugh. just knowing but, that you know. I'm just Sammy, just so you know, that is like one of the most hot topic debates in our fandom is if Luke and Leia like knew before that happened and like sensed it. But now knowing that they didn't like the writers didn't even know if they were going to make them siblings yet. It makes a lot mm-hmm. more sense of why the kiss happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because originally it was they were hinting at it being a love triangle. You know, does she right, choose yeah. Han? Does she choose yeah. Luke? You know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it turns out there's some links. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah. Anyway, so to continue your big gushing over Leia, Ashley, she yeah. was so great in this movie because mm-hmm. she literally was in charge, and I loved that. I thought that was a great way to set that up, you know, for Mm -hmm. all of the future episodes too, that she is literally a boss. That's what I wrote in my Mm -hmm. notes. Leia is a boss. I did like Luke a lot better in this movie Mm -hmm. than I did in the first one. He still got on my nerves a little bit, but I did, I did prefer him in this movie. And then I had a note in here. Why is Han so mean to C-3PO? I feel bad for C-3PO. I know he's a droid. And he's not a person. I get it. But Uh I feel bad every time they're so mean to him. And they're mean to him a lot in these movies. They are. Yeah. You know, and it just makes me feel bad because he just wants to be helpful, even if he's kind of annoying. Okay. I get it. He's doing his job. I mean, he's a butler. That's that's his role. Yes. Yes. He's he's a protocol droid. He's proper. And Han is not. Like, they're very polarizing personalities, quote unquote. So it, it does make sense because even R2 is mean to him. Like there's a couple times like, yeah, I'm watching. I was watching the A New Hope and I forgot C-3PO said this. He's like, what's your language, R2 or mm-hmm. something like that? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's why we know R2's cussing because mm-hmm. C-3PO he says it. Like, yeah, no. but I feel like there's yeah. like a fun banter because they're yeah. bestie. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. R2 and loves like, C-3PO. Han is just a bully. But it's okay. Well, that is a bully to everyone. Scoundrel. He's a scoundrel. Yeah, a better word. Yes, that is a better scoundrel. word. He is a mm-hmm. scoundrel to everyone except for mm-hmm. Chewie. And that's because Chewie could rip his arms out. Yeah. yeah. But he's also loyal. You know, he's, he's had his back on all the, you know, mm-hmm. when, it, when it counts. If you mm-hmm. count the solo movie, which you probably haven't watched yet, they don't like each other at the beginning. No, I told you I watched yeah. all of them. Oh, you watched solo? All of the movies. Yeah. <gasps> all of them. Oh. Wow. All of them. Maybe we should just continue Star Wars through the summer and do everything. <laughs> do it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I want to do Muppets. <laughs> I was going to say, then Muppet. What are we going to do with Muppets? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, they'll always be there. Whatever. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. So when Yoda and R2 were arguing and Yoda started beating him with a stick, I was dying laughing at that scene that was one of my favorite things yeah. this was so funny because you're just like not mine mine <laughs> so i think part of it was the voice and then you know the beeping and then yoda's voice right. and then the stake uh, and yeah that that really had me cracking up 
And when Han and Leia finally got their makeout session, and who comes down the hall but 3PO? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, poor 3PO. That's why Han hates you because you mm-hmm. like, you interrupt everything. Yeah. And you did have the iconic line, do or do not. There is no try. And I was just like, ah, I know this line. I mm-hmm. had no idea where it was from. I knew Yoda said it, but I didn't know, obviously, what movie it yeah. came from. All right, I'll give it a try. No. Try not. Do. Oh, do not. There is no try. And then the Luke and Vader lightsaber battle I thought was really cool in this Thank one. You. Yeah, when they finally yeah. faced each other. And yeah, I thought that mm-hmm. was really awesome. And then, of course, at the end of it is when we get the iconic reveal. Yes. Right. No, yeah. Yeah. The big storyline. <laughs> and the last thing. So I've heard Yoda talking and I've heard people do impressions of Yoda and all that Uh but I've never seen him in a movie where he's continuously talking yeah so when he's really talking to Luke the first time I was just like he's Grover I didn't know they were the same (laughs) voice from yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh my goodness it is that's what happened to me the first the very first time I watched this movie I was like it's Grover and I couldn't get that out of my head (laughs) whenever Mm. Yoda was talking so, yeah, sorry to That's throw so that out funny. there, but yeah, and then I, mean, you know, I looked it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. I looked yeah. it up and I was like, and oh, Fozzie Bear really... and all the, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you could hear Fozzie a little bit and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, oh, because Frank Oz voiced him and everything. So, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, the very first time he was talking, I was just like, he's literally a Muppet, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yoda's the... kind of a Muppet. They call him a, a creature. <laughs> He's right. a creature, technically, if you were going to go back. Because I looked this up because I was curious about it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So there's another Muppet tie-in, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was actually one of Lucas's biggest fears with Yoda, too. They were like, if people don't take him seriously, he's literally going to be considered a Muppet. So yeah. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, well. <laughs> at, when you first meet Yoda, he is kind of acting like a Muppet. He's very yeah. childish. He's like... Eccentric old man. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. he's just testing Luke. And then he's like, <sighs> boy has no patience. And he goes all serious. And we're like, you. there he is. There's that Yoda. Kept, yeah, that kept throwing me off at the beginning. I was just like, what is up with this this dude? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's cracking all sorts of jokes and trying to be funny. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, he just flips. And I was like, uh-huh. whoa. Yeah. Now Yoda's mad. Okay. That's, that's that's an amazing moment too. Like even just the way they film it, like he literally goes from like crotchety old to like wise in like a matter of mm-hmm. seconds. It's like literally wow. just flip a switch yeah. and yeah. it's new Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those were kind of my my favorite things. But yeah, the lightsaber battle, I think at the end was my very, very favorite, that entire thing between yeah. the two of them. Cause, well, because you finally get a lightsaber battle. Like you really, yes. Darth and Obi-Wan have like a small lightsaber battle that obi-wan kind of goes oh i'm done take me yeah (laughs) but that's it you don't get much more than that so this is the first movie where you really get to see how a jedi fights because Mm -hmm. if you watch them in the order that you're supposed to originals first and then move on Mm -hmm. you're not going to see that yet so it's really i think they did a really good job finally Mm -hmm. showing that that portion of it yeah so that's a really that is a really cool lightsaber battle and mm-hmm. it's so, it's just the the darkness. And I love how Darth Vader, like he gets him in the carbonite thing and he's like, too easy. And then he flips out. It's like, mm-hmm. ah. right. Baha, he tricked Baha, you. Baha, tricked you. Your son's better than you Got think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
impressive. Hey. Most yes. impressive. There is another. Yes. I could have written down every Darth Vader line, to be honest oh, yeah. with you. I, oh, yeah. I just like, think every Darth Vader line is iconic. It truly yeah. is. Yeah. But There's I'm nothing you can say that's not awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, they put such intentionality in everything he says. He doesn't yeah. speak very much. And when mm-hmm. he does, it is just... Bah. I mean, it yeah. helps that it's James Earl Jones. Like, oh, yes. anything I listen to James Earl Jones in is just... It just is amazing. I just love mm-hmm. he listening to him speak. But... Yeah, like he just, they, they were very, very intentional with him, mm-hmm. with his, like we said before, with his presence, like when he walks in, you feel it. When he speaks, it's it's intense. When mm-hmm. he force chokes you, you know you're dead. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he's he's that character. Yeah. Even when he, he walks in to go like this, he doesn't even go like this, it's just that. Yeah, yeah he's just no. like, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like when he walks. When he walks in, when he just like stares, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't, it's just the whole mask and the cape and yeah, ooh, it's everything. Yeah, his grandson didn't do a good job emulating him. I know that's like no. a couple trilogies up, but didn't do a good job. <laughs> no, he tried, but no. Yeah. Well, the costume wasn't as epic. No. He was just, he had tantrums. He, he threw tantrums. He did. I, I guarantee you there was like yeah. a first order budget just for his tantrums, like for all the place. <laughs> yeah. That's why even the first order hated him. So. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Sammy, just before I say this line, you literally finished all of them. Like, you know how it ends. You yes. know. I have okay. watched like 11 movies. Okay. Yes. So part of me wonders, like when he's throwing all these tantrums at the em- emperor is like in his little planet area being like, Darth Vader did not cost this much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance. There is. Yeah. But before we get too far into what we're not supposed to be talking about. Right. I'm trying to hold myself back. I know. Yeah. Okay, so some of my favorite things from this movie. This I, this is a, a fantastically made movie, and I know why it's everyone's favorite. My favorite mm-hmm. is still A New Hope. This one growing up scared me a lot just because Darth Vader scared me. So when I was younger and watched it, it just, there was just so much that I'm like, ah, darkness, go away. I don't like dark. Mm -hmm. I don't like things ending bad. (laughs) So it was not one I'd watch a lot, but I've watched it a couple times since May hit. And I, I have such a better appreciation for Empire Strikes Back as, as someone older and more seasoned in Star Wars. But I do, I love a lot of the things Sammy said with Leia and Han's banter going back and forth. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I love Leia so much because I didn't have the guts. Like, Sammy, you knew me in high school and middle school. I did not have the guts to say stuff like that to people that made me angry. I just was quiet and timid. And I always wished I could have said stuff like that, like Leia did with such confidence. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. I loved her so much. The scruffy looking nerf herder is one of my absolute favorite lines of hers. <laughs> and I do love the, I'd rather kiss a Wookiee or I, what, what was the line? Something about kissing a Wookiee? Just assume. Just assume mm. I'd kiss a Wookiee. Yeah, I just assume kiss a Wookiee. Yeah. So those are absolute great lines. Of course, I love C-3PO and R2-D2 in this movie. It's sad that they're separated for a while. Poor R2-D2 is not there to help C-3PO through the asteroid field and fixing Mm -hmm. the Millennium Falcon and all the things. Poor Mm -hmm. R2 almost gets eaten by a swamp monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But let's be real. He probably was shocking the inside of the swamp monster to throw him up. I'm sure he was. Very possibly. It's Mm -hmm. more than likely. 
Because he was sitting there shocking Yoda too, wasn't he? When they were going back and forth, he yeah. shocked him a couple times. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get why yeah, he hit yeah. him with a stick because you know he was hitting him with a stick. The other one was shocking him. It's just yeah. what they do. Luke <laughs> had to be dad. No, stop. Yeah, stop. No, stop. Luke is a little bit better in this one. He gets a little whiny when he gets to Yoda. Yes, but he mm-hmm. does. He's, you can see that he's starting to grow up. He's starting to arc a little bit more. He's starting to kind of come into his own. Han is great. I love the Cloud City scenes. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. You have Boba Fett in there because he found him. And you have, oh my goodness, I blanked on his name. Which one are you trying to, Lando? Lando. Or, oh my gosh, okay. Lando Calrissian. I'm like, I'm trying to think who's the main one. I was called him Leonardo. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> Lando, I love that when they bring in Lando Calrissian, he mm-hmm. he's just that great. He's just another great character to add in and mm-hmm. all the different conflict that goes on during that time. And then you have, like you said, the iconic lightsaber scene, but then at the end of like Luke gets his hand chopped off and we don't realize mm-hmm. how important that's gonna be until the next movie. And even even more important when we get to the prequels to see it happening yes. with Anakin himself as mm-hmm. as a as a Jedi and just all I love I do love like watching when when we were able to watch the prequels, like pulling in a lot of the stuff that they pulling in a lot of tie-ins, how mm-hmm. much they tied it in. Uh, symbolism was, and mm-hmm. foreshadowing and I mean there's yeah. a lot of meaning to the physical things that you see yeah sometimes I wonder if George because I don't if you know this answer Dan let me know sometimes I wonder if George had the prequels in his mind he just didn't write them first he wrote these for like in my head he knew what mm-hmm. was going to happen with it like what Anakin's story was he already had Anakin's story written out because mm-hmm. I know sometimes as a writer you have like a full backstory written out that won't even touch your your story, your main storyline, because mm-hmm. you just need to know them for their characterization. So sometimes I wonder if literally George already had it all figured out mm-hmm. and it just was easier to tie it in than when he made it, but that uh, might be yeah, wrong. I'm, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure you're pretty spot on with that. I know, okay. I know as he was doing like, you know, like what you were saying about the the symbolism and the tie-ins and all that, he, he did that intentionally. Yeah. I mean, there's some scenes in the prequels that are almost frame by frame, similar to original trilogy Mm -hmm. and he was like in his mind it was sort of like a poetry thing you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of you know it rhymes and there's stanzas and there's you Mm -hmm. know ups and downs and things like that you know supposedly the sequel trilogy the one that we have now yeah yeah that was supposed to be like really delving into what the force was and what the midi-chlorians were and Mm -hmm. how all that tied into it that could have just been an earlier version of it i don't know if he was ever going to get that deep into it but Mm -hmm. supposedly there's supposed to be like a like this really microscopic kind of bionic world within the force that we were going to explore called um, like the wills, mm. where, which were these like, these like ancient characters that operated within the force that were mm. kind of like telling the story of everything. So, so could that still happen or did that get squashed when they were doing the new trilogy? It, it's hard to say if that's another thing they sort of hinted at in the clone wars. Okay. That these, these ancient creatures who have this infinite force knowledge do exist but it's just one of those things that never really got to be hammered out, unfortunately. Oh, mm-hmm. I hope they hammer that out. That would be so cool. Because that could be a uh, that could be that could be something they could take away. Like oh, it yeah. could be a part of not part, but a part of. Yeah. No, that still like, doesn't make I, any I, sense. A, 
a chapter away like a side from story. This, yeah. Here's Skywalkers over here. They're in their little box mm-hmm. that we're done with, and then yes. it could be its own story. There like a standalone, right. like a yes. standalone. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. or yeah. its own new standalone trilogy. Because I think there's right. so much with the Star Wars universe that they could now like go a thousand years in the future away from Ooh. the Skywalkers. All of them are dead and gone. Okay, mm-hmm. here's a new storyline. Here's new characters. Here's what's going mm-hmm. on because all of our prequels and the prequels and the sequels of the original have a lot of similarities between all of them. Mm-hmm. We need something like honestly if we want to keep if they want to do something else it needs to be extremely fresh. It needs to Absolutely. be nothing like the Skywalker. Absolutely. Life. Let the Skywalkers rest finally. Yes. Let's, you know, let let them rest in peace. Yes. They need to be so. they need to be there. It would have been interesting to see the prequel, the sequels go in that route. Like if, you know, Ray and Finn and they had, you know, existed 500 years or a thousand years or so, yeah. you know, how that would have worked. But. Yeah. And I think it would have been interesting if they would have actually like went into the Metachlorians and done a little bit delved deeper because I know we're getting off topic, but I think yeah, no, it, I, 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 I'm going, I'm going to go there <laughs> with Ray and Ben they're like, okay, so Anakin in the prequels, he is a, what they call the virginal birth, the meta, the metachlorian created him. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And he, I mean, Ray comes out of the Palpatine line, mm-hmm. anyways, which more than likely had some sort of, I'm guessing a metachlorian type thing as well, like birth as well, somewhere in there to be that powerful. And I'm wondering if they would have went in a different direction with these two being these two powerful sides of the force, if they could have done something better than what happened. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like my brain does feels like they could have, they could have just done something so much different when it came to how powerful these two people were. I could see that. Yeah. Cause I mean, Anakin comes or uh, Ben comes from Anakin. He's just as strong. Same Mm -hmm. as Luke. Like it's, it's down the lines. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah, I like them, I, I, but uh, I, I would like to rewrite them. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I always like the idea of Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker actually being two separate beings within the Force realm. That's so, interesting. Like, yeah, so like one, the the spirit of Anakin could have been calling to Rey, while the spirit of Darth Vader could have been calling to Ben. Ah. So when he's like praying to this helmet or whatever, that, that that could have actually been a very real thing. Like the spirit of Darth Vader was pulling him, you know. Yeah. So and then you know Luke being the guy who's trying to like, you know, balance both. I, I don't know exactly how it would have worked, but yeah, that, that's what I would have wanted to have seen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's get back on topic. Anyway. Dan, give us your love letter. My love letter. Well, actually, Sammy mentioned a lot of ones that I was going to mention. Me too. uh, I feel so smart now. (laughs) Yeah, no, these are are really good. So my really, some of my absolute favorite parts of this movie is just all the bickering. Like Mm -hmm. Han and Chewie, Han and Leia, 3PO and R2. Because it's one of those like, you know, people who are really, really strong, who form really strong bonds, they tend to bicker. When they're in intense situations, oh, Chewie, this one goes there, that one goes there. Mm-hmm. So it really showed that these people had, you know, they're people aren't always happy and ha- you know all the time. Like yeah. really good friends will be like, look, dude, you're screwing it up. Stop, do this. No, do this. Like they're yes. getting each other's face, and that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So it's super, super fun to watch. Yeah. Of course, you mentioned the 
laugh it up, fuzzball. You know? <laughs> yeah. The scruffy looking nerf herder, I got that one. Mm -hmm. 3PO interrupting Han and Leia, I mentioned that one. Mm -hmm. I really like the scene where they get swallowed by that big worm thing. Oh, okay. But yeah. didn't even know it. So as far as I'm concerned, they're in a cave. It's like, all right, just one of these things we gotta, you know, see these little Minoc things, scrape them off the land. And then the things like start shaking. Mm -hmm. They're like, wait a mm -hmm. second, this isn't. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that, that was a lot of fun. So what I, the, the other one I liked was the vision that Luke has in Dagobah of mm -hmm. him having to face Darth Vader. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was really one of the darker scenes in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the movie. In, you know, it was just that foreshadowing of like this is what you could become mm -hmm. before we even knew that he was the father you know just the fact that like mm -hmm. you go down this path of anger and, and darkness and all that you'll become the thing that you're trying to stop mm -hmm. which is a central theme you know to star wars and it's just a creepy scene like it's just yeah. a really just eerie kind of like yeah. you know well, what's what's going like why is this specific area kind of haunted with you know dark side residue or something mm -hmm. So yeah, so I like that scene a lot. What else? I love that. I always describe this whole movie as really just a bad day for everyone. Like even Darth Vader's having a bad day with his staff. Yeah, like true. somebody's, you know, all of his admirals, his captains, all of his people. They're just they're just failing everything, and it's like yeah. instead of you know scolding them and reprimanding, it's like no, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, you screwed up? <laughs> done. All right, you're promoted. Oh, you screwed <laughs> Done. You're promoted. Just, no? just, yes. just keep moving throughout. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, a, like an assembly line. I was thinking that too when I was watching it. I was like, oh my goodness. Everyone he hired really sucks at their job, right? Right. He's Absolutely. Just, just throwing them away. Just, okay. Right. All right. Who's up next? Yeah. Right. It would never. No. I, would, I don't know why people wanted to be promoted in the Empire. Like, Seriously, you get too high and you're more than likely going to get killed if you're not perfect. Don't you right. think they're kind of freaked out? They're just like, yes, yeah. yes, my lord. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> they know they're going to die soon. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Don't you fail me again. Uh -huh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> even the one guy, he's like, he goes like, okay, I screwed up. I'm going to go apologize to him. Mm -mm. Nope. Dead. You're dead. Ap nope. Apology accepted, Captain Vita. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Oh, on the, the guy who came out of light speed too close. He's like, you failed <laughs> me for the last time. Right, right. <laughs> I love yeah. that. You that are now like that. admiral. He, he, is, <laughs> yeah, he is as clumsy as he is stupid. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I know he's so evil, but some of that stuff just has me cracking up. Like, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could do that sometimes. I get you, Darth Vader. I get you. Right. I think we. I think we've all had those days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's like if you could put one of those days that we've all had into a movie, mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back. There we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is a bad day for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Except Yoda. I feel like Yoda's okay. Well, he's dealing with a whiny Luke. True, but yeah. he's got his own thing going on. I mean, he's removed. He he's happy. He's a, he's a hermit. He's like, yeah, I'm done with everyone else's crap. I just want to live in. I'm almost yeah. 900 years old. Go away. Right. Shoot, I'm done with you all. Yeah. <laughs> Skywalker, another Skywalker. Great. All right, it's let's like, see oh, if we God. can help him. Uh, what, why do I get drawn to this family? What is with me in this? You know? mm -hmm. Exactly. Thinking Qui-Gon Jinn bringing in the Skywalkers. <laughs> uh, Great stuff. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, Any other favorites, uh, Dan? 
Anything you want to make sure we talk about? That was everything I, I listed. There's probably more that I could mm-hmm. keep going. But like I said, you right. make, uh, you know, another, I mean, the other one, 3PO, at the end where they're trying to fix the hyperdrive. Where are they mm-hmm. reunited with R2? Mm-hmm. And he's, but he's still in pieces because the, like, the things, are, <laughs> yeah. you know. So he's holding his foot, balancing against, <laughs> I'm standing here in pieces. You're having delusions of grandeur. Like, yes. Yeah, it's just so funny. <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, I couldn't stop laughing at that whole, yeah. just, all the bickering everyone's just so cranky with each other i will say during that scene when leia feels like luke through the force Mm -hmm. i wonder if they finally made a decision about the siblings at that point because i feel like right she wouldn't have been able to to channel with him if that wasn't they didn't have that connection yeah Yeah, they didn't have that connection yeah yeah i I believe that Mm -hmm. okay well Before we continue to ramble on, especially about things we're not supposed to talk about, thanks for joining us this week for the Empire Strikes Back, ep- Strikes Back episode. Make sure you like and subscribe to all our social media things, especially Instagram. It is literally filled with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So much Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. so awesome. Sammy has done a great job with a lot of content. I I applaud you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Except I don't like that you chose the dark side, just FYI. I literally just cracked myself up doing that. I just want to let you know. I was like, Ashley's going to be so mad. I saw it at work. I saw it at work. I was taking a small break and I saw it. I'm like, I was like, no. You look like the bitmoji. That's great. I did. I really did. Where else can they find us? Make sure you go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com. There's a shop for products, all the information about all of our podcasts and links to the shows as well as our Patreon account. All of your donations are greatly appreciated. And of course, we always welcome guests if you donate enough money. So please check that out. Yeah. So make sure to come back next week. That line is wrong. Make sure you like, wait, is it the wrong movie? (laughs) It's the wrong line. Didn't change it. Oh no. Make sure you come back next week as we... Go back to Tatooine. We're going to see Tatooine again. Sand. I hate sand. I don't like sand. Actually, I love sand. But anywho, we go back to Tatooine. We are going to see Yoda again one more time. And finishing it all out, going to Endor. The moon of Endor to meet the cute little Ewoks. Bye, guys. Bye. have failed me for the last time, Admiral. Hey guys, this is Robert Brooksby from Limitless Broadcasting and the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain. Your donations allow us to deliver high-quality content to you, the listening audience. So, please head over to LimitlessBroadcasting.com today and donate so we can deliver high-quality content you tomorrow. Thanks, and let's get back to the show. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.